A reading from the book of Genesis. God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a, as a holocaust, on a height that I will point out to you. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Then he reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again, the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did, and not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies, and in your descendants all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command. Verbum Domini. Call on the name of the Lord. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all. How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who acquits us. Who will condemn Christ Jesus, it is who died, or rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Verbum Domini. Dominus Vobiscum, Lexio Sancti Vangeli Secundum Marcum, Gloria Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. As he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Verbum Domini As followers of Jesus, after we've taken up the call to take up our cross and follow him, we go through different paths he leads us on. And sometimes these roads or that come in various situations or circumstances make no sense. And we're not alone, because for the disciples, where what Jesus was speaking to them before this transfiguration and after this wasn't making much sense to them. But God calls us to trust him. That's what following Jesus is all about. Trusting him. Trusting that as we follow him, he will lead us to the right places. And the place that he's leading us to is himself. It's life in him. Him who is the way, the truth, and the life. So here we have the three disciples here. Peter, James, and John, who went up the mountain, Mount Tabor. And there they are with Jesus. And suddenly, Jesus is transfigured. As it says here, you know, in glory, is white, that no fuller bleach could ever be as, could ever make so bright and so radiant. And they were a bit terrified by all of this, you know, not understanding what's really happening here. You know, this kind of baffled them and bewildered them. But at the same time, they were struck in awe at witnessing the glory of Jesus, his radiance there. And they were amazed. And Jesus then, you know, with Moses and Elijah, there is the voice of the Father that says, this is my beloved Son, listen to him. Okay. They're assuring the disciples that here is Jesus. Here is indeed the Messiah. 
Here he is in glory. Him who, as the prophet spoke of, that would overcome and that would defeat the forces of evil. Him who would conquer sin and death. Here he is in glory. There, there this is being affirmed to them by the Father as they see Jesus. And then to hear the voice, listen to him. And that is a call for them to trust the Lord. So here then they come down the mountain and Jesus tells them once again that he will be handed over into the hands of, of certain men and that they will, they will persecute him. They will, you know, beat him and put him to death, but that he will rise again. And they're still not understanding what's really happening here. So let's take a deeper look at the disciples. Now, the disciples had already been with Jesus for a certain amount of time. Now, here he is. Here, nobody has ever spoken like Jesus. Now, here they're witnessing what love truly is. Here is they're finding their purpose. No, and they, they would have been already kind of attaching themselves to the Lord. Now, they had a certain understanding of what the Messiah should be, as I was saying. He's this great conqueror. You know, he will defeat the enemies of Israel. You know, he, he's building, he's come here proclaiming a kingdom. A kingdom that they perhaps were thinking had, they had a place in. But it's not an earthly kingdom. This is the kingdom of God here. This is Jesus himself. This is his ways, God Almighty. All love, all truth. And they're not fully understanding that yet. But here they are with Jesus. And so here he is. You know, here he is so, 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 so full of love. You know, calming storms. Feeding thousands of people. Showing compassion on, on, on sinners. You know, doing these wonderful, astounding things. And yet he's going to be crucified? No, they, of course, had grown to, to, to love him. And this would have been very difficult to hear. I mean, imagine hearing that somebody close to you was going to suffer. None of us would want that. No, we, we, would, we would immediately try to come and, and say, hey, how can I help? What can I do? No, so here they, they, they just don't comprehend everything yet. So, so that's, that's where they're at. It doesn't make sense to them. And when we look over at the first reading today, now Abraham takes his son, you know, by the command of God, brings him up to the, to, to the mountain. And God, the Father, is telling him to offer him up as a holocaust. And this would be quite difficult for Abraham. This is his son. And now he's going to offer him up as a holocaust. 
know, he, he wouldn't really quite understand that. that. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Why would God be calling my son? Or why would he be calling me to put my son to death, to put him as a holocaust? Because Abraham trusts in the Lord. He does it anyway. He takes the son up. He's about to make him ready to be this holocaust. And then the messenger of God comes, intervenes, and says no. See, there, 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 there the Lord affirms him as a son, as, as a true follower of him, as someone who trusts him. And now we ourselves are, who are called by God, are often led to different paths. And they don't make sense sometimes. But we need to know that we have a God who loves us. Yeah, sometimes we may be going along the road and following Jesus, and here we may foresee some kind of discomfort or pain or some kind of inconvenience. But God is about to do something good through that. And he says, trust me. We read in the second reading here, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it, it, we, can, we can feel like we're going through a dark place. This is why. But we need to be assured that the Lord is always with us. And as he says here, St. Paul, today, he says, if God is for you, who could be against you? And knowing that God is for us, who can be against us? And in knowing this, he will provide. It says, who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? You know, it, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. He says, he who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us for all, will he not give us everything along with him? There it is. There's the insurance right there. God is for us. He's given us his son. Jesus, who leaves us an example, who shows us how to go through the hills and climb the mountains of life. Jesus, who gives us an example of how to conquer evil in this world by his charity, by his mercy, by his humility. Now that's what he, the example he leaves for us. And as we follow him, there is where we trust that what he's taught us will help us overcome everything. It says, if God is for us, who could be against us? And that's why Paul later on will say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we need to have this assurance always. Know that, that the Lord, yeah, we may have to go through some situations, some circumstances. But in trusting him, it will always be for our, our good. And that in doing this, he will 
bring about his glory within us. And remember what it says, St. Paul later on says that we go from glory to glory to glory. This is what the disciples witnessed, the glory of Jesus. This is what is promised to us, is that we will share in that same glory that, G, that, the, that the disciples witnessed on Mount Tabor in the Transfiguration, that that is for us too. And we will have it. All we have to do is trust him. God bless you all.